share a few things with you. One, what a trying year. Thank God it's in the past. Looking forward to a fabulous new year creating more memories. So I want to read a Bible scripture to you guys. Um, 1 Peter 5, 5 through 11. So bear with me as I read. And then we'll get right into what we're going to talk about today. Likewise, you younger men of lesser rank and experience, be subject to your elders, seek their counsel, and all of you clothe yourself in humility toward one another, tie on the servant's apron, for God is opposed to the proud, the disdainful, the presumptuous, and the, and the defeat, and he defeated them, but he gives grace to the humble. Therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, set aside self-righteousness pride, so that he may exalt you to the place of honor in his service. At the appropriate time, cast your cares, all of your anxieties, all of your worries, and all of your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares about you with deepest affection. He watches over you very carefully. Be sober, well-balanced, and self-disciplined. Be alert and cautious at all times that your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, fiercely hungry, seeking someone to devour. But resist him. Be firm in your faith against his attack, rooted, established, and immovable, knowing that the same experiences of sufferings are being experienced by your brothers and sisters throughout the world. You do not suffer alone. After having suffered for a while, God of grace, who imparts his blessing and favor, who called you to his own eternal glory in Christ, will himself complete, confirm, strengthen, and establish you, making what you ought to be. To him be dominion, power, authority, sovereignty, forever and ever. Amen. So 1 Peter 5, 5 through 11 in the Amplified Version. So this is Peter right? Talking to us about um, just what, what the Lord's going to do, what the Lord has done, it's already established, right? So we know this is a man who has experience, has walked side by side. He's going to teach us that when we were born into the living hope, when we're, when we're born and we, with the eternal struggles that we have, it's a real battle that one day you become one with Christ. That day, the enemy has already planned his attack. It's planned, it's formed, it's ready, it's coming to you. Listen, a little bit about the verbiage that we use when we talk about under attack, right? Under attack, if you're a Christian, you'll understand that. That means that the devil has a plan, it's coming after you. When non-believers say something like, um, I'm uncomfortable, or this isn't right, or my life isn't going right. Let me give you some examples here. Okay. Um, this could be a believer or a non-believer. Let's talk about non-believers for a second. Um, oh my goodness, my parents hate me. <laughs> they keep coming down on me for every little thing. I could say that because I now have a teenager and a 21-year-old, and this is what they sound like. Oh, my phone didn't charge last night. The devil's just attacking me. No, sister, you didn't plug in your phone. Simple as that. It had nothing to do with the devil attacking you. You just didn't plug in your phone. Very different. Here's another example. Because I'm a Christian, my boss thinks I'm horrible. 
I can't do anything right. I can never meet timelines. I can never get my projects done. He just, he's just picking on me because I'm a Christian. No, he's probably picking on you because you're an underperformer. Little different in terms, right? So the times, so at times in your life when you're going to be attacked, it's going to be a little bit different. Things are going to be a little bit more serious. And maybe not, right? Maybe not. Maybe you, you experience things that are, having your cell phone not charged is kind of serious if you need to make a phone call in the morning. I get it. It's going to be an attack, right? So you're going to stand up. You're going to complain about it. I can't believe this is happening to me. What you need to do, please don't laugh, is identify whatever that problem is and fix it immediately. Don't pull back. Don't complain about it. Don't put it out in the atmosphere. Don't, don't, don't. What you want to do is, Lord, you got to help me. Get me a way to make this phone call, whatever the phone call is, right? If, if that's what your struggle is. Or if you can't get that timeline done, maybe take that step back right at work, right? Your boss was complaining to you. Take that step back. What does that look like? Maybe you need to re rearrange your day to work on the, on the projects that you do. These are going to be your ways to help that you're going to get through to the next level, right? So when the devil does attack, however he or she comes towards you, just know that things, things are going to happen. And when you are under attack, under attack, you have to stand and face them. Peter teaches us that the church is under attack, not just preachers or, or, or the elders, the entire church. Like I said, it's everyone that is saved again or is even thinking about being saved um, because the devil wants everybody. He's looking for students. He's looking for athletes. He's looking for professors. He's looking for attorneys. It doesn't matter. He's looking for the homemaker. He's looking for the five-degree person. Anyone that he can get his hands on, he is going to plant the attack and come after you. You just have to be ready and stand your ground. So the devil's out here prowling around like a, a roaring lion, right? Looking for someone to devour. Here's what we, we're going to do. When the thoughts repeat themselves over and over in your minds, when you, the thoughts of worthiness or, or the anxiety hits, you got to remember, it's not just you. Or maybe this doesn't happen to you and maybe you just skate around life with roses and, and, and sunshine. And that's fabulous. This happens to somebody. This ha will happen, I believe, to some Christian along their, along their travels. And we're going to stand against all these things. This seems to be Peter's primary focus of the attack when, when overwhelming sense of anxiety comes. If this was not the singular most thing that Peter was talking about, about the focal point in, in, the, in verse 7, Peter says that the devil's like a roaring lion, but a, worry, a, a roaring lion, he roars, right? When, listen, I've never been, but hear me out for a second. The roar is a warning, right? When, when you're in the wilderness or even watching these National Geographic shows, right? The lion doesn't just jump out and attack you. You see him prowling around, hiding behind the rock, looking at you, giving you the growl, right? What are you doing? Are you, are you stepping back? Are you cowering? Are you, oh my goodness, oh my goodness, what's going to happen to me? No. Then so, this is exactly what Peter's talking about. Um, the warning before the warfare. So sometimes we, we really act surprised when the attack comes. But there's been signs along the way, signs where you can address these things as they're coming. And we ask God to do great things in our lives. And when the battle begins, we act like we weren't warned. 
Peter says that the devil is not silent, that he roars before he attacks. So we got to think about this now. I'm going to give you some examples. So this is the example of the lion roaring, right? So if you go to the doctors and your insurance pays for part of your procedure or whatever your visit is, what happens to the other part that the insurance doesn't cover? You know, they told you, hey, you're only going to get covered for this amount. So this other amount you're responsible for. Okay, send me a bill. Well, 30 days later, the bill comes, you put it aside. I'll get to it. So when I write my checks out on Friday, I'll, I'll put that on there. Well, Friday comes and you forgot to write that check. So you go on with your everyday life, more mail comes, blah, blah, blah. The next 30 day comes. Here comes that same bill again. All right, Friday, I'll pay it. You put it aside. Well, you don't pay that one. So here we are, six months later. Consider these warning shots because now here's the attack. Collections. Now, I and my family are trying, my husband are trying to teach our children about credit. So all of these things, this is the attack. So how can I lead by example if I can't take care of these simple bills? And I get it, things happen, right? The idea is those two or three or four letters that you got prior to that collections was the devil's warning shot. This is a matter of life, right? You, you accumulated a bill, it's your responsibility to pay. What happens and where we get lost is when you know, one is okay, but when we start getting three and four and five and we put them aside and then we go to the Lord and, oh my goodness, Lord, I can't believe this happened. You believe they put me in collections. Like, what am I going to do? And the Lord told you to call three months ago to get on a payment plan because these people are really kind of nice and can work stuff out with you. And you missed it because you put your pride ahead and you're like, I'll get to it when I get to it. And you totally missed it. Now here we are in collections. So when the Lord speaks, you have to listen or these attacks are going to start coming and they're going to be small attacks. Like that bill made it may have, when you look at it, may be a small thing, but when they start accumulating, they're going to become larger things and you're going to have larger bills and more bills, whatever your issue is. And I, I, I can give you any example, one that I can't think of off the cuff right now, but any kind of, just a work example, when you miss that first deadline and your boss says, Here's a second deadline and you miss that too. Instead of going to the Lord and say, hey, can you give me time or can you show me what to do? I missed the deadline, what can I do? The Lord will talk to you and tell you, reevaluate your day, refocus this or do this. And you don't do that, you're gonna keep getting attacked. But let me tell you what happens here. Peter has experience, right? And he's walking with us to protect us. Who better than tell us than a man who has walked with Jesus in the flesh, right? Who better than who saw the face of, of, of Jesus? Now, Peter here is talking about a lot about the depression and failure and dealing with these things. And when you hit rock bottom, what do you do next? Right? You're freaking out. You're crying. You cry yourself to sleep. And then you realize, wait a minute. I actually have the upper hand. And it's not, it may not click like that. It may take you some time. Some time. When I even before I was a Christian, like this was me. And when I tell you I had more than one rock bottom, I did. And my love for the Lord before I was even saved is what brought me through. And I didn't know scripture the way I know it now. I didn't know, um, just believing was enough. I, I really had no clue. Um, but now that I know every opportunity that I have, I use the Lord's name for good. I 
sing his praises. Um, I, I give thanks any opportunity that I can. I, I don't rarely ask for stuff. I probably ask for stuff every day, but it's mostly to guide. Give me the knowledge. Give me the wisdom. How do I deal with the circumstance? Um, like we were talking recently about instead of giving gifts for Christmas, I want to build the memories. We don't have stacks of gifts in my house. What we have is a house full of love that we're, we're going to build these memories with our children and they're going to look back and say, hey, remember when? And there's going to be the positive things. But when you have the upper hand, when, you, when you're at whatever your rock bottom is, and your rock bottom may not be homeless or, or whatever, your rock bottom is your rock bottom, whatever you deem that to be, that's going to be a foundation for things that are coming to you. The hand of God is mighty. The hand of God is strong, strong over our lives. It will prevail in everything that you do. I know the plans and purpose that you have for me, says the Lord. Plans to bless you, not to harm you. If you find yourself under attack and you need to know today that, that the Lord, that God's hand is guiding you and it's leading you. The same hand that split the sea open for his people to let them walk through is the same hand that's going to make a way for you. So God will make the way when you think there's no way at all. And this is the same hand of God, that God's plan, his purpose, his his protection is around you. This is the same, the same God that fed the multitudes, where 5,000 loaves, when five loaves fed 5,000 people, this is what's helpful for us. And these are the things that we need to draw back to and say, this is how I'm going to get through every circumstance that's coming through my life. We're not going to be boastful. We're not going to be prideful. We're not going to have this anxiety hit us because the two things that are in the middle, the same letter in the middle of anxiety, in the middle of pride is I. And once you get your eye out of the way, the Lord can step in. And too many people are too worried about what their pride, what that's going to do to you. And what are people going to think? Let me tell you, people are too busy worried about themselves to even think about what you're doing. Right? So focus on the Lord. Focus on what you're doing. And your pride will shrink. You humble yourself before the Lord. You could take the next step to say, I'm ready. I'm ready to move on. I'm ready to spend every moment with you. I'm ready to do whatever it is that you're telling me to do. So, all right, now that I'm way off, here we are. Peter was right there when he saw this happen, when the fishes and the, and the bread, right? When it fed so many. So anytime you put something in God's hand, what's gonna happen? Because he's our provider, he's gonna, he's gonna multiply that. So when we talk about multiplication, Two plus two, two times two is four, right? We're getting double. Two times six, uh, it's quick math, I can't do it, it's 12. But anything that we put in the Lord's hand, he's gonna multiply it for us. When you put the negative things out there, those negative things are also gonna multiply. So when we keep talking about, here are the things that we're gonna do. I need to spend more time with the Lord and I talk about that today. And then tomorrow I spend no time with him, I get lost. So let's put our money where our mouth is, we're going to have this time. We're going to spend it with the Lord. We're going to ask for forgiveness for the things that we've done in the past. We're going to have these, these rock bottoms, these stones. We're going to break them up and they're going to be now be our foundations for the things that's coming, right? So God's provision, make a way out of no way. Hope will keep coming. It won't stop. Joy will keep coming. It will not stop. When you're at your wit's end and the Lord will still, and the Lord makes a way, you need to say thank you. 
when his provisions are in your life and he gave you another day for his plan for you, you need to wake up and say thank you. Because in the circumstances that we're in, right? Okay. When he makes provisions for your life, he gave you another day. When, when God says that he has a grip on you, it's for real. Who better to care for me than the one who's walked on water? Remember when Peter was in the boat? And, uh, and he was scared. He was asking for help. And the Lord said, come. What did, what did Peter do? He listened. He got out of the boat. He started walking. He started walking to Jesus. The winds came that quick. Little wind. Poof. He got scared. He fell. Oh, ye of little faith. What happened? What happened? And here's where we get lost. We are, Peter was so close to Jesus at that moment that Jesus literally reached down and grabbed him. Here's where we miss. We spend so much time worrying about what other people think about us or whatever the project is, blah, 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 that we pull away from Jesus. We pull away from the Lord. And when he goes to grab for us, we're pulling back because we're not ready, because we got condemnation in our heart. Things are happening, right? So we're starting to spend this more time with him. The Lord's going to do this. He's going to say, come here, my child. Come here. Sit with me. Give me five minutes. Because what's going to happen? Five minutes today, it's going to multiply. Tomorrow's going to be 10. And then Tuesday, it's going to be 20. And then Wednesday, it's going to be 30. And then something's going to happen on Friday, and you're going to say, what? Remember that time I spent with you? I need you today. Remember that time that you said you would? I need it now. But until you start doing that, and, and, and if you keep letting your pride and that anxiety overtake you, this will never happen. This will never happen. Um, so we need to, so Peter, Peter's got to, we got to stay close to, to Jesus just like Peter did. Um, close enough where God can get his grip on us. We need to dig our heels in. We need to step closer to the Lord. When that lion roars, our instinct is to run. We got the right R. We just need to resist. When the lion roars, we're going to roar back. We're going to use God's word against whatever war that is. We're going to hear, we're going to hear what's going on. We're going to hear God's word. We're going to humble ourselves before the Lord and ask for forgiveness and, and, and swaying off, swaying off and any negative things that are happening. God, we thank you for the hand of favor, hand of provision, hand of protection, the hand of power. Your meaning and purpose will humble ourselves under your hand today. We know the lion is loud and the suffering won't last long. It is not worthy to be compared to the glory that has been revealed to us. So we look, to the, we look into your face today and we declare the name of Jesus that the name of Jesus is greater, we declare that the name of Jesus is higher than anything that we're going through right now. You all have the power that God gave us to lift up, lift up our heads, to dry our tears, to calm our hearts, to speak, to speak to their, sto to their storms. The storm will cease. We declare this in Jesus' name. Our struggles today will be our testimonies tomorrow. I can tell you, I can sit here forever and tell you about these great testimonies I have about my life. And they certainly, certainly, certainly outweigh any struggle. Outweigh any struggle that wouldn't have happened if I didn't give myself to the Lord. Because of you, 
I know that there is a future for me. I know there's a future for my family. I know there's a future for this church. I know there's a future for us today. Lord, I thank you for everything that you're doing for us. Lord, I thank you that your provision is being seen in our lives today. Lord, I thank you for the opportunity that you allow me to humble myself before you and allow me to speak to your people. And in Jesus' name we pray, amen. We'd like to thank you for joining us in our service on today. And before we leave, we'd like to give you the opportunity to accept Jesus as your Savior. It is as simple as A, B, C. I accept God and acknowledge the sins in my life. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for my sins, and I commit my life to you. If you said that simple prayer, we believe that you've been born again. Welcome to the family. Giving is a part of your worship. Giving is a reflection of the love that you have for God. Father God, bless those that are giving and thank you for their generosity and answering their prayers. Amen.